sounds like we got a new theme song. <laughs> Hope y'all been good. Y'all. Yeah. I like, did you see what Matthew McConaughey did? Played bongos naked in the living room in but 1993. Besides that. What? He took out a whole newspaper ad for the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback because they're both from Texas. And he was like, nice shooting Tex. That was the whole page? He didn't really say nice shooting Tex, but he said like, from one Texan to another. Wow, that's all hard it takes. emoji. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure they have more like kin- kinship down there. I like Matthew McConaughey for no good reason. I love him. Dallas Buyers Club, amazing. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Amazing. Classic. He's hot. He's yeah, hot. that's his prime. Yeah. Definitely Glistening. Not Dal- glowing. Yeah, we should we should have he's we our new have celeb the of the week. <gasps> yeah. And here <laughs> it no. Anyway, now that we got Matthew McConaughey out of the way. Yeah. Quick question. Throw it at me. If you're gonna fake your own death, how would you do it? If I Oh, it's a great question. Also, realistically, what do you think what scenario could you see yourself getting into where that would actually have to happen in your life? I could see. I feel like it would be someone I knew. I feel like I really would never do something bad like that. Mm-hmm. But I could see, like, if my dad did something or, like, mm. you did something and I ha- I was like, fuck, I gotta, I have to dip with them or something. Oh, so you do it in solidarity. That's nice. Yeah. Suicide pact. Fake suicide pact. Yeah, exactly. I see that way more. So that's how. That's why I would do it. How would I do it? That's actually so hard. Well, based on our last episode, I'd fucking get a new social security off the internet, off the black market. You know what? But that could so be traced. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. Because, okay, I can't even use credit cards. And if I liquidate Mm -mm. everything, they would go, oh, she's still alive, maybe. Right. So I don't, I have nothing. Yeah, you kind of just have to ditch everything. Unless you plan really far ahead of time. Right, so slowly. and like, But even that would be, like, sus. Unless I left money in my account that I was just like, this is just going to be left here. Like, I just took a certain amount out, but I left some in. Like, it looked like I was a frivolous spender, maybe, or something. Yeah. <sighs> Too bad I don't have enough Bitcoin to last a lifetime, because that would be perfect. The reason I ask is because I'm going to tell you about five people who tried to fake their own death. I'm going to learn something today. I hope so. It's just going to be a fun ride, really. Let's Spoiler alert, like, no one did a great job. <laughs> um, but there is... Um, well, that's because we wouldn't know if they did. True. I was going to say that, too. So as I was looking this up, though, mm-hmm. I did find... There's this New York part... Post article of how I faked my own death, and this girl wrote a book about it. Her name is Elizabeth Greenwood. It's called Playing Dead. Nice. And she kind of just like did it to see if she could do it. Hmm. And so she like gets a death certificate, and she's like, there's a quote from her of, I'm dead on paper, but kicking it in Brooklyn. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. I'm not going to talk about her that much, but. But great book yeah. title. Yeah, it's a good read. Because it's pretty hard. And she learned a lot from people, um, a common tactic of, she talks to, to people that are clearly like, do that for a business. Mm. The people I'm going to tell you about are just like average Joers and like how they did it. Yeah. And, but um, 
she was talking to people that clearly know their shit. And I guess a popular way to do it is to go to the morgue, ask for unclaimed bodies. And when they show you one that was like kind of recent or something and it aligns with like where you are, be like, oh, no, Uncle Mort, that's him. And then that person is claimed dead. You get a death certificate because there's a body. And then Uncle Mort's walking free. You know? Mm. Make sense? No, I don't I actually that get that. Smart. What part don't you get? If I'm trying to fake my death. I would have to be in on it. So you go run away. And then I go say she's been missing. Oh, I go oh, to the morgue and say ask for unclaimed, unclaimed bodies. bodies. And I said, it. oh, my God, that's her. Got it. That's Lauren. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Yeah, that is smart. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And apparently they're like sort of eager to get those bodies sure, off your hands because sure. you have you don't know what to do with them yeah. anyway. So anyway, that's I learned all that from Elizabeth Greenwood. Thanks for the tip, the hot tip. Yeah, look her up. She's got an interesting story. But anyway, here are some fun ones. So everyone, of course, like reads fucking Huckleberry Finn or whatever, and they're like, wow, I wonder what my funeral would be like. And who's going to show up? And like, who's going to come and admit they always had a crush on me? Uh-oh, I see where this is going. Um, yeah, his name's Amir Vahabik. And that's exactly what he wanted to find out. At the tender age of 45, he quote unquote mysteriously turns up dead in 2007. Um, There's a death certificate and a real coffin is delivered to be placed underground. My dog is really itchy. (laughs) Yeah, dead of mysterious causes. 2007, they go to have a funeral and he's expecting... Hundreds of people, dear beloved, coming out of the woodwork, sobbing. Well, not quite. Not even, like, a couple people. And uh, the only person that showed up was his mom. Oh. Um, That's fucking sad. Well, it kind of would be sad if he hadn't, like, accidentally staged his death to see how popular he was. Um, Still sad. Because you're that, you're that insecure with your relationships that you did all of that and then on top of that no one came you're just curious you want to see who shows up and who doesn't and who cries um so he's just so curious he hatched a plan of an elaborate fake death forged a death certificate bribed an undertaker to deliver the coffin no one fucking showed up And it was really like a lose-lose here because if people show up, if lots of people show up, they're going to fucking hate you if they find out that you lied. And if no one shows up, they already hate you. Right. Um, But the funniest part of this is after no one showed up. um, His mom came. She matters. (laughs) Well, he was like, oh, wow. Instead of maybe like changing my ways and the way that I handle my relationships... He sent 45 strongly worded letters to his quote-unquote oh friends God. that didn't attend. Yeah, so 45 people just find out that not only are you alive, but they're, you're also, like, the creepiest person that they've yeah, ever known. Yeah, say, see ya. Sayonara, bitch. Damn. But anyway, so yeah, I think he, like, couldn't contain his anger enough to fucking out himself. Yeah. So that's Amir Vahabik. I feel. Didn't work out. I feel for you, man. Sorry, but if you're, like, that kind of guy, 
Still sad. Okay, story number two. There's a couple, Miss Diane and Stuart Shortland. They're having an affair for five years. Scandalous, steamy, I imagine. Five years, sounds like. Or maybe it's getting old, I don't know. Um, Until suddenly, Diane suffers a fatal brain hemorrhage and passes away. Mm. Um, But shortly before her death, Diane informed Stuart that she had his child. It's a girl named Ruby. Nice name. That was my uh, hamster's name. Aw. Until she grew balls and I didn't love her anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But when Stuart traveled to see his lover and daughter, they both had disappeared. And that was when he was given the news that Diane had died, as well as information that the funeral had already occurred. Hmm. He got this news over text message. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. Sad. You can't say that over text. Yeah, you can't. There's no emojis that really suffice. Frown. Frown. <laughs> As you probably know, Diane's not dead. This is basically, <gasps> Di- little old Diane basically took, like, it's not you, it's me, to the nth degree. Uh-oh. And she just fucking wanted to break it off with Stuart. But she... I mean, if you're going to send a text message that you're dead, you can probably just send a text that I'm breaking up with yeah. you. To make matters worse, Stuart's, Stuart's distress and heartbreak caused him to develop alopecia and go bald. Well, what's so worse? we can only imagine his reaction when photos of Diane and her new husband living happily oh, in shit. Bali <laughs> resurfaced online only three months later. Three months? Yeah. She's still alive today and never answered depressed i mean imagine if i like thought you were dead and kind of came to term with your already surprising untimely death, death. and then, you and see then i see photos posted. of you in fucking bali having the time <laughs> yeah. of your life okay i kind of like this next one cool in 1997 a 43 year old successful scottish attorney named alistair little he called his wife on the phone hey babe Babe, I'm on the way to this important meeting. I'm just saying I got here safe. Love you. Kisses. See you for dinner. Mm-hmm. Make me some pot roast. Shrimp. Some shrimp pot roast. Mm-hmm. Then he did not arrive safely. Apparently he vanished without a trace. Over the next year, the rumor was that he had been killed by some sort of Scottish gang mm-hmm. and dumped in a, one of Scotland's many locks. What the fuck is a lock? Loch Ness Monster. He was dumped in a monster? He was dumped in a lake where the Loch Ness Monster is. <laughs> the leading source of death in uh-huh. Scotland. So what actually happened was he was not murdered by the Scottish Mafia. In fact, he wasn't even dead. Um, he was in Bali with his new <laughs> wife. Diane. <laughs> wow, that would be amazing. They both faked their own deaths. Yeah, that's a fucking... It's a Hollywood blockbuster, mm-hmm. if I've ever heard one. Um, so apparently, after, after he called his wife and said, Babe, I'm good, he tossed his cell phone into a trash can, withdrew some money, and escaped to Cornwall, England. Lauren asked me why Cornwall. Why Cornwall? He loves corn. Oh, no, but like he kind loves of walls. close. No, oh, no, further. Well, it's the farthest you can get from Scotland while still being in Britain, but most importantly... It had a large flower growing industry, 
which was his heart song. Aww. He just wanted to be a flower picker. And he was embarrassed? Um, I guess so. So he left his life as a wealthy attorney, abandoned his whole practice and his family, and he faked his own wow. death in order to become a minimum wage migrant flower picker. Wow. That was really his heart song. And then apparently he has the glow up of a lifetime. Okay. He loses a ton of he weight. He becomes a flower. <laughs> um, he loses a ton of weight. He's living his best life frolicking through the flowers until one day he the police need to question him for a murder oh mm-hmm. he ends up having nothing to do with the murder but um they're able to trace him back to an unpaid traffic fine jesus christ mm-hmm. which just blows his whole cover and now he faces charges of embezzlement why he had to embezzle money to become, like, a flower picker is unclear. But after spending 12 months in prison, without a daffodil in sight, uh, he immediately turned to his floral occupation, where he claimed he had never been happier. So I don't know why he couldn't just, like, quit his job like a normal person yeah. and leave. So I guess, like, embezzling money, something to do with it. Yeah. Sounds odd. But yeah, it sounded like he was doing all right. And then he was, the police questioned him randomly for a murder. And then he had an unpaid traffic ticket. And then it led back to who you see. Would you look at that? Okay, I have two more. Cool. In early 1980s, what a time to be alive. Well-known humorous filmmaker and all-around jokester, Alan Abel apparently died from a sudden heart attack at 50 years old. He was apparently scouting locations for an upcoming films in Utah, in mountains, um, when apparently tragedy struck near the Sundance Ski Lodge. Mm -hmm. He was skiing at the time, and apparently he was found in a, or reports said he was found in a snowbank with his skis ominously forming a cross. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) I mean, yeah, go out with a bang. So this guy, Alan, ended up hiring dozens of friends to help him carry out this joke because he's like a hoax guy. Mm. Like if he was today, he'd be like, YouTube. Hey, YouTube. Today for my latest prank. (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But among those people is a fake funeral director who collected all of his belongings, um, fake witnesses who corroborated the story. Sounds illegal. And even a woman who posed as his widow when the New York Times was notified of his death. So the entire part of this plan was um, he wanted to see if he could get, like, one of the biggest newspapers, the New York Times, to publish his obituary. Um, Success! (laughs) (laughs) He's, He's got a lot of friends, this guy. Yeah, so he gets it printed in the New York Times. The headline is, Alan Abel, Satirist-Created Campaign to Clothe Animals. Not sure what that's all about. But anyways, this ends up backfiring for him because he's like, haha, back to my usual life. But then all his bank accounts are frozen. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. All his credit cards are canceled. He shows up well, to the bank in person, and the bank shows him the Times obituary as evidence that he's, in fact, dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of... I guess you have fingerprints, but how would you really prove you're not dead? And his landlord kicked him out. 
You'd have to get everyone to be like, hey, this was all just a joke. Because if you have no, like, DNA on file, it's kind of like... Yeah, it seems like kind of once you're legally dead, you're legally dead. Yeah, that's kind of scary, actually. Okay, here's a fun little kicker. 1989, the year Taylor Swift was born. Okay, this guy's this guy's name is Benny Wint, and he's traveling to Daytona Beach to get married with his fiance and four-year-old daughter. Instead of getting married and just having a great old time like the rest of us, he goes out into the water and is never seen again. Um, he was presumed to be dead or, like, eaten by something. I don't know. Um, leaving behind his fiance. A Loch Ness monster, maybe? Probably. In Daytona Beach? You don't know where he lives now. That's true. Yeah, so leaving behind his fiance and daughter, they like have they're not in on it and they have no idea what happened. He just goes for a swim and never comes back. Um, until he's pulled over po- by police in North Carolina for having a taillight out. <laughs> like a couple years later. Oh wait, I'm sorry, this is twenty years later. So twenty years later he's found in North Carolina for having a taillight out. Mm, that's pretty good amount of time. Yeah. No, he he did good. But he's also a fucking idiot Mm -hmm. because the whole entire reason that he did this is because he thought he was wanted on drug charges. So he, like, you know, naturally weighed his options where he could go marry his little sweetheart and maybe get arrested or maybe deal with this. I don't know what was going on. Or could fake my own death. (laughs) Um, And he chose the latter. Just imagine how this guy feels when he destroys every single piece of his formal, of his former identity and living in hiding for the past 20 years where he's pulled over by police 20 years later and finds out that he was never by, wanted by the police in the first oh place. Oh, God. Let that be a lesson. Yeah, he found out there were absolutely zero charges pending against him and that he basically destroyed his entire life for yeah. absolutely nothing. He fled, so while he was in hiding, he fled to Alabama, started a whole new life, married a new woman, had a new kid. Um, However, so he was wanted for nothing at the time, but by the time they pull him over, not only do you have a broken taillight to deal with, you've also, you've lied to the police and, like, led this entire life of crime by faking who you are. Yeah, I guess that's illegal, right, fraud? It's like, so I've read that faking your own death, like, in itself alone is not illegal but the things that you have to do in order to make that happen yeah are illegal because you have to if you fake a death certificate Fra- yeah. or like Fraud. get a new identity or like totally that sucks i'm sorry i feel bad for all these guys oh i mean i feel nope. half bad <laughs> so anyway do you change your mind on how you do it um it sounds like i'm not going to be able to get away with it I mean, all these people, like, pretty much did okay until they fucked up. It's the cops. You'd have to live just a squeaky clean life. A.K.A. no parking tickets. I just wouldn't own a car, sounds like. Parking tickets, taillights out. That's really busting people's covers. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I could just run away. Or I would stage it. The ocean's pretty good. You can't have, like, any bank. I don't want to start a new life. I don't want to. Don't make me. 
So the girl that I brought up in the beginning, she ends her article with a list of handy tips. Mm. Um, Oh, there's also an amazing, if you just Google fake your own death, the very first thing you get is how to fake your own death in 11 easy steps with pictures, wiki how. Love them. It's delightful. So don't drown because drowned up bodies always wash up. Yeah. Um, But disappearing while hiking is a great way to die, she says. Because you can't really cover that ground. Mm-hmm. Make a plan for your afterlife, which seems like a lot of people don't. When it's like, take your time, plan your new life. But it didn't seem to be a problem for anybody. 20 years, you know, they seem to just kind of make it work until the cops. I mean, this, um, Diane just, like, kept her fucking Facebook. Yeah. Um, never Google yourself. One failed death faker repeatedly checked a website on his disappearance, and they traced his IP address to Whoa. somewhere in Mexico. Well, I'm not going to do it. Please, you don't do it either. Or you, Brie. Fine. Milk's favorite cookie. That's our jingle for Oreos. Milk's favorite cookie. <laughs> We need to get we need to get some advertisers. Come knock on our door. We'll make our own jingles. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't mind all of them being Milk's favorite <laughs> cookie. Yeah, that's true. Or Seven Up Drink Seven Up. <laughs> all right. What you got? What do I got? Unlike my others, I'm just gonna tell you. An interesting story of a man named Terry Davis. Okay. The one-sentence synopsis. Terry Davis, a schizophrenic programmer, has spent 10 years building an operating system to talk to God. Love it. Does he do it? Does it work? Stay tuned to find out. (laughs) So a background on him. He'd grown up a Catholic, but later embraced atheism. Quote, I thought the brain was a computer, Davis says, and so I had no need for a soul. He was a talented computer programmer. He'd work with some large companies, including Ticketmaster, until he had a psychotic break. So this young guy goes to school for electrical engineering, gets a job at Ticketmaster to help create operating systems, something Mm -hmm. like that. And he randomly has a psychotic break. One day he became convinced people were following him. He got into his car and started driving. He realized God was talking to him through the radio. The radio convinced him he had to drive south to Texas. Once there, he torn off all the side panels of his car, looking for a tracking device, and pitched the keys into the desert. He walked, and a cop pulled up and ushered him to the passenger seat. Moments later, Javis just jumped out of the, out of the police car and broke his collarbone. Ends up going to the hospital, leaves the hospital because he thought that the x-rays were actually, like, aliens, like, trying to abduct him or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. X-rays are fucking spooky. They are spooky. Um, He goes back to live with his parents, and while he was there, who af- they're taking care of him. They're looking after him. He's not just living Making there. Making him lunch, yeah. Yeah. Um, he decided to do exactly what God was telling him to do next, create a p- computer operating system from scratch to be a portal that would allow its users to communicate directly with God. This is sick. The project took him 10 years, and he worked on it with complete dedication and focus. Word. The result was Temple OS. 
So this guy, kind of living an average Joe life, has this complete mental, like a switch flipped, Mm -hmm. is getting these messages from God and becomes completely paranoid, but is like, this is my life's purpose now. Yeah. Um, So let me tell you a little bit about Temple OS. Okay. Starting from nothing, he created his own programming language, the boatloader, the graphic desktop interface, the code for sound, what everything. What year is this? 2003 he started. So he finished okay. in 2013. Okay. So starting from nothing, he did all this. He wrote dozens of applications from games to the religious oracle, which provides biblical verses, to a program called After Egypt, which seems to encapsulate the purchase, the purpose of the project. It lets users climb a mountain along with stick figure Moses. And at the summit... A round scrawl of rapidly changing colors comes into sight, the burning bush. And there's literally, like, I saw screenshots of it. Mm-hmm. I want to see. It's like, I'll show you. You can picture, like, almost like Microsoft Paint. Like 8-bit-ish, yeah. Yeah, exactly, 8-bit-ish, like, looking for the burning bush. And, and dr- look right here. Climbing up the mountain to meet uh, Moses. This is fun. Right? Really intense. And no one has really created their own complete operating system. Mm-hmm. And he did it completely isolated, completely on his own, 10 wow. years, made his own language. Like He said, quote, it's God's official temple. Just like Solomon's temple, this is a community po- focal point where offerings are made and God's oracle is consulted. God also told Davis that 640 by 480, 16-color graphics, is, quote, unquote, a covenant-like circumcision making it easier for children to make drawings for God. God demands a perfect temple, and Davis says, for 10 years, I worked on programming Temple OS full-time. I finished basically, and the last year has been tiny touch-ups here and there. So he's basically, from everything, like, this is the resolution I need, this is the colors I'm going to use, like, God is telling me everything. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, he explains that he, 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 he did nothing, basically, mm-hmm. and it was all God channeling through him. He says it's God's official temple. And it's kind of like just in the Bible, like Noah's Ark. Noah is kind of like, okay, I'm just doing what I'm told, right? I'm not this guy and I don't have these ideas. I'm just a channel. So he believes, or maybe he is, that he talks to God directly. This was a very great, a very great quote from him. So he talks to him constantly. He, he, they chat, really. Mm-hmm. They're, they're chit-chatty. They're IMing. Yeah. And here's a great quote from him. God's favorite car is a Beamer, and his favorite singer is Mick Jagger. Though if he, wow. mm-hmm, though if he could sing, he'd want to sound like Christopher, Christopher Hall from Stabbing Westward. His favorite national anthem is Latvia's. His favorite band is, no surprise, the Beatles, but Rush and Triumphant are pretty good, too. Classic music it's is just poison. <laughs> it's, our, it's everyone's father. <laughs> The best thing Bill Gates could do to save lives, God says, is work on earthquake prediction. The 11th commandment is thou shall not litter. Terry Davis tells God everything seems bad. God replies, plant trees. So. Wow. That's all nice. It is all nice. Um, If God had a screen name, what do you think it would be? Wow, that's hard. I feel like it would be. Holy for you. (laughs) Yeah, sin for you. (laughs) Sin for you. Um, 
And Terry just <laughs> like that. <laughs> Terry described what happened and said it's not very flattering. It looks like a it looks a lot like a mental illness as opposed to some glorious revelation from God. It was a period of tribulation, but to this day he declares, I was being led along the path by God. It just doesn't look very glorious. Especially if you're familiar with the Bible. There's some fucking crazy stories in there mm. about all these people like God told me to do this. Even the story of Abraham and Isaac told him to kill his own son. Mm-hmm. And he's like, All right, here I go. I'm gonna go do it. And at the time, we weren't, we weren't there, but it was kind of like, all right, God told him to do it. That's yeah. just what it is. And obviously nowadays, people don't really take it seriously like that. And I understand he has schizophrenia, but I'm also like, well, it's pretty, it is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a fairly not uncommon schizophrenic trait is that communication. Yeah. And I always thought that was really interesting because... I mean, if you're if you're like ill and a danger to yourself and anybody else, that's one thing. But with those communications, it's like, who who am I to deny you? Totally. And I'm like, I'm maybe you are your mental state is on a higher plane than right mine. And who am I to take that away from you or tell you that you're you're wrong or you're sick? Yeah. And that's that's a good segue to his the last part I have here he said what people are going to read is it's about a pathetic schizophrenic who made a crappy operating system my perspective is God said I made his temple it's echoed something he'd written before I don't care much about you and your story it's not likely to be what it actually is world news with God claiming his temple Terry Davis has offered the world a temple to a God who speaks only to him and is and still waiting for everyone else to listen I mean, the self-awareness in that is so... Yeah. He's like, important. I know what it looks like. Yeah. And that's why he's kind of like, I know this is... It, he's wow. like, it doesn't very, look good. Like, heartwarming. Yeah. There's a kind of... This guy's also, like, has Tourette's. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of look into him, he, like, says the N-word. Mm. But he has kind of no... It seems like he doesn't really have an awareness. Why is that always <laughs> such, like, a common Tourette's thing? Yeah. I don't, I don't know like, anything about Why that word or anything I know. else? And says, like, faggot and stuff. Yeah, it's always fucking slurs. Yeah. But, yeah, and I, I like the story because, you know, all his questionable words aside, I think it's a really crazy story, and it's re- he's so wholeheartedly, like, I don't really care what you think. I know what it looks this like. This is and, my relationship with God. Yeah. And it's, and especially he came from an atheist Yeah, background. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's not like he was always kind of... That would be a different story. And it seemed like he must have learned everything about the Bible because to kind of know and, and find the burning bush and follow Moses, yeah. let's say, you know. Yeah, everything time. about, like, the visual is so endearing. Yeah. Because it's so basic that it, like, adds that quality to it yeah. for me. And God told him that. These are the colors to use. This is the resolution to use. Mm-hmm. like, And it's a covenant. And I think it's very cool. Especially in a time where maybe, like, I think religion maybe gets, I understand people hate the organization of the church, Mm -hmm. and for maybe good reason, but in a time where religion is lost on a lot of young people, um, I think it's very interesting giving them perhaps a platform that they can maybe more, like, vibe with, 
like oh it's a computer and like i know it probably sounds fucking stupid but creating a way to maybe speak to god and in, in a way that makes more sense to them of how we're we're speaking to each other nowadays going online and shit who knows so by playing the game you're communicating with god is yeah i think there's different things to do on it it's like if you logged onto your computer you can go on the internet you can go to microsoft paint you can right okay. so there's different so you're in a whole world where yeah you can and right so people do, can you can do drawings literally yeah and that's kind of he he says it's a temple so in the Bible, too, and, like, that's what a church is. You go, reflect, and you sacrifice, and, and he's creating a temple online. Yeah. And I think that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and the line between, like, genius and schizophrenic is sometimes, like, pretty, you know, vague. I mean, it's just hard with the God stuff because it's so many people, when they push their relationship with God too far like what anybody did in the bible doing now is like you sound crazy right he's giving people an opportunity that's why i look at it. he's giving them the chance if you want to use it use it yeah i think that's awesome 10 years his own yeah like an operating system pretty insane that's really cool yeah love you terry even though you, you know yeah i mean i mean she tourette's other things maybe. <laughs> i don't know what that's all about but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Love much. your work. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, I think that's it for this week. Okay. For this Feb app. If you say so. Yeah. But we love you guys. Okay. Give God a chance. Oh. Glad you said that at the end. <laughs> and you didn't open the podcast with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so email us at the RH podcast at gmail.com tell us your favorite bible verse like if you were if One you were an Jesus apostle what would you be <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um yeah Lauren loves jesus christ i do <laughs> like comment subscribe or rate comment subscribe I, I think it's rate review subscribe rate review subscribe right this isn't the tube who am i it's kidding not the book it's not the book or the tube it's the tunes is it iTunes or wherever I, you're listening? Okay, yeah, Google I guess Play, wherever podcasts are sold. Maybe I don't know if we're on those. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. All right, <laughs> have a good day, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.